from the frozen lands of Minnesota. Two adventurers, Adam and usually Dave, battle the harshest internet connections to bring you another episode of the Digital Soup Podcast. Their opinions are unqualified, but the conversations are good. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 187 of Digital Soup Podcast. I'm usually Dave, joined as always by my good friend Adam. And Adam's put together the entire show this week because I'm still on the on the mend from my illnesses and all of that stuff. And uh, he just took it by the horns today and put it all together. So, Adam, what's new? Oh, it's very rare that I do that even. So, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know like the third time What's in the, new? The I've history. been craving a lot of barbecue since the last time we oh talked. Oh my but. gosh. I, I literally, I think <laughs> I texted you a few days ago. I said, I listened to that on last Friday and Friday night to Saturday morning, I literally woke up dreaming of barbecue. Give me I was that so cue. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was a fun list though. <laughs> yeah. Well, today's list is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the depths of the dark web. Nice. And maybe 10 things you might not have known about it. Hmm. Because a lot of people have heard the term dark web or deep web. Yep. They just don't know what it is. So we're going to tell you. And then we're going to tell you some things about it that even if you know what it is, maybe mm-hmm. you didn't know about. Nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. I haven't looked at the list. Haven't looked at anything. So we're going to test my reaction time tonight. How yep. quick I'm thinking because I literally have not seen any of these show notes. I keep saying literally and it drives me nuts because I keep yeah, thinking. Yeah, you are of, saying it a lot. Yeah, Parks and Rec. I've been I've been watching Chris Traeger there, and that is literally the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you mean figuratively? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. What actor is the most guilty of playing the same exact character in every film? Hmm. So basically, who's typecast at this point? Well, I mean, the easy answer would be saying uh, someone like Nick Cage, right? I mean, sure. he plays almost the same character in, in every film. But what about someone like, uh, uh, honestly, Keanu Reeves in most most films? Not all, but most. He's, I bet he can shoot a gun. And yeah, he's, I mean, at least in action. recent history, Matrix to John Wick. Now, he's had a few other films in there, but he was in Speed. Same kind of a thing. Hmm. Who do you I got? think more along the line of like Jason Statham. Yeah. Who is a a bad A in every movie mm-hmm. and he drives yep. all the time. All even the time. in different franchises. Yes, true. Or like um usually like The Rock. You know, some of these guys that are just pigeonholed yeah. into those those particular characters. What about someone um, like uh Ryan Gosling? Oh, like the uh the romantic guy? Y- yeah, now or, he's done some other stuff, I guess, keeping mm-hmm. in mind like Blade Runner and yep. uh, Drive and, and some of that stuff. Yeah, it, but by and large he's done a ton of the kind of sad sack uh, romantic films, you know, romantic dramas yep. like The Notebook. Yep. What about um, what about female characters? Probably Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Always the she tough. Is, you know, she's always the tough, like, military gal. and But then again, that's kind of the, that's one of the characters James Cameron likes a lot. Right. In his movies. So, like, when she was in Avatar. Yeah. Well, she was that Along character. the lines of her, what, who's the, oh, no, I can't think of her name. She's in Resident Evil. Um, she was in The Fifth Element. Mila Jovovich. Yep. Same thing. She's always playing this kind of different sort of action star. Yeah, yeah. Boy, there's got to be some obvious ones we're missing. Same character in every film. Stan Lee, all the Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a different character in all of them. Right, yeah. Um, um, I Ryan Reynolds acts a lot like Ryan Reynolds in all of his movies. You know, yeah, he, <laughs> that, he? that's very true. No matter if it's a comedy, if it's a, you know, action like Deadpool, whatever yep. it is. It's a sarcastic, it's, funny guy. Yeah, very much Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, Will Smith is the same way. 
Yeah. You know, like, oh, Tom Cruise. Super cool guy. Tom Cruise is flexible. I think more flexible. But but has he been? Like, think think about past history here. You have to go back quite a ways before you find him in anything other than essentially his action star Mission Impossible type role. I was thinking of The Last Samurai and that's but that's already back in the what late nineties, early two thousands? I mean early we're talking twenty yeah. years. Yeah, that's true. I don't mm. know. Hmm. Told he's McGuire. gonna be reprising his role in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this I'm is looking true. forward to that. That looks cool. Yeah, I, I think that could be fun. I mean, it might be a train wreck, but I think it'll be interesting just to revisit it, see how they handle it. Well, it's still Sylvester Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Those guys are they're the same character. Yep. A lot of action stars are fairly yeah. pigeonholed. Michael Sarah is always the same oh, yeah. kind of beta male guy in each movie. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know what's weird is we keep thinking about you know so many guys that are like this, but not as many female actresses. It seems like oh that are typecast. Yeah, that we see the same. Well, Rebel Wilson would be one. Yeah, she's she basically has the same shtick in each movie. Yeah, and I, yeah. you know um, what's the other comedian? She's actually pretty darn funny, but um, she's in. Uh, why am I having trouble with her name? She did. She was in that Hidden Valley Ranch like SNL skit. Kristen Wiig, Ghostbusters. No, Kristen. Kristen Wiig's. No, yeah, I'm she, thinking of. She was. In, it was. She was in the movie with Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Um. Uh, now I got to Google stuff. But uh, there's not Amy Poehler. No. Uh, 2016. What it about is with? Melissa McCarthy. That's oh, well, yeah, yeah. Sorry Melissa for McCarthy. the delay there. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Yep. And you know, that, and like Chris Farley was the same character in most of his stuff. True. Very true. Sandler. Well, he's he's spread out a little bit, but a little bit. Rob Schneider. Yeah, he's kind of the same. It, honestly, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. Not necessarily a bad thing. No, not yeah. at all. Will Ferrell's basically a, a different version of the same character all the time. As yep, dumb think, as that sounds, saying it out loud. I think there's some actors, you know, actors and actresses like Zoe Saldana, always in the sci-fi movies, always in some mm-hmm. kind of role, you know, Gamora or Star Trek, right? Any of those kind of things. Avatar, so, yeah, yeah. Anywho, hmm. um, let's move on to another question. Yeah, this one I I kind of was thinking about this. Have you ever considered writing a book, and if so, what was it about? Hmm. Like a novel, like a fictional story. You know, I, I have, I, I can't say I have a fleshed out idea of what it would be about because if I did, I probably would have just written it, but I, I have many times considered writing a book and now whether, I, I don't know if I could tackle a big, um, like fictional novel, mm-hmm. but I have considered writing like a, almost more of a collection of like, uh, various different short stories, short fiction, um, all different types of things I've, you know, just kind of just general like explorations of like short story style character explorations on different themes. Sure. Um, I've considered writing nonfiction books many times uh, with adventures, taking a lot of the information I'm, I'm putting together there and turning that into some sort of a book or. Well, uh, your, your nonfiction book would be about adventures? In creativity, yes. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> a, a lot of the stuff that I'd written about and talked about over there, um, mm-hmm. I've I've considered very strong. Still thinking about putting that into curating a lot of that together and kind of whipping it into shape into a book form. Fiction wise, though, I think for me it's much more in the short story. Like I think it'd be amazing to yeah. be able to write like ten or twelve different, like pretty solid short stories that maybe kind of have a loose theme loose tie-in kind of like Stephen King would do a little bit not that it would be horror but you know it all takes place kind of in the same world but just different events different characters different things happening within that world sure yeah what about you um you know I've always thought it would be really cool to write a book or something and I'll come up with an idea and then I'll write two pages yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. But I've I'm kind of along your lines too. I've I've done a couple of short stories or I've started mm-hmm. a few short stories. Sure. Usually something science fictiony or survivalist 
kind sure. of I used to be really into like the dystopian future, you know, apocalyptic right. scenarios. Right. Aliens, nuclear war, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, right. so I've I've got a few stories started that are just some pages in. Um but then I had another one and it was an idea that never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um that had nothing to do with anything like that. It was more of like a like a Kevin Smith style just verbal, you know, oh, a lot of dialogue story. Okay. Yeah, like a dialogue driven Short, kind of a short story, but um, sure, you know things like that. And I've got, <laughs> I've had other ideas for like movies and stuff like that that I've just never going to do anything <laughs> with. So I'll, I'll tell you one of them right now. Sure. And so, <laughs> for some reason, I, I picture um, who's that? Um, who's the guy from Superbad? Seth? No, not Seth. Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. I, for some reason, I picture him as my main character for this, but it's basically okay. about this guy, you know, who ends up um, going to apply for a job, and one of his friends, one of his school kid, you know, friends from school, mm-hmm. you know, long term friend at this point, he's right. an adult, right, adds on that he was, you know, sneaks onto his resume that he was special forces oh, know, or boy. some kind of super secret operative. Yeah. And suddenly on his first day of work, there's a huge hostage situation. Uh-huh. And and all of a sudden everyone's like, wait a second, we've got an insider. This guy was special forces. And they start, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like a, a comedy diehard. Right. He doesn't right. know, or like a Groundhog Day where he, or not Groundhog Day, but like a the man who knew too little kind of a thing where he right, doesn't yeah. know that he's... <laughs> he's supposed to be this way. And everybody just no kind of hits at him. Yep. Yeah, he has and no I just idea. Pictured, I love that. Yeah, he has no clue, but people are communicating with him and having him do stuff. It's like, why the heck do I have to do it? You know, <laughs> I, just, I just picture him in that role and I thought yeah. it would be hilarious. No, that's that's all. I, that's further than I've gotten with any of my stories. Most oh, of mine have been very like almost like oh this it'd be i wonder what would happen if this character was in this scene or you know little things like i remember oh. i've written quite a few little short stories over the years most of which will not see the light of day but um just little things taking a small idea like um a haircut and i remember i i was fascinated with the idea of turning the events of a haircut from like the the perspective of your hair like millions getting just massacred and cut down and <laughs> all this stuff and then you find out at the end it's just like this oh, oh, like a big picture camera pulls away and it's like it's not people getting massacred it's actually just a guy getting a haircut you know little weird little <laughs> twists and things As like they that. fall into the abyss the yeah with just odd little things like that <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now the other, the only other thing I can think of that I thought would be a cool idea that I could never pull off. So once again, sure. I'll tell the entire internet. <laughs> I always thought it would be awesome if you had like a a TV show, and for some reason in my mind I called it in character, where you actually you know work with the licensing, whatever, have the actors that played a character in any movie mm-hmm. be the so that they're they're actually the character getting interviewed. So actually Indiana Jones. Okay. You know. It's Harrison Ford. It's he's in he's in costume and he answers everything as if he's actually Indiana Jones. Oh, have, gotcha. Have everybody, every single guest is an actual character, not the actor. Right. The character. Right. And you can see some hints of that where um I think it was was it Jimmy Fallon years ago had like who's the guy that uh, Mark Paul Gosler? Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually he's like I actually am Zach Morris. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it would just be so cool to see characters like answer questions of what they've been up to. Or <laughs> right. You know, aren't you supposed to be dead? Well, anyway, <laughs> now here I am throwing all these ideas out and have nothing to do with a book. Right. Oh no, that's that's all right. So, why um, is my my computer's beeping at me? I don't know why. Yeah, mine's too. Must hmm. be. Uh, must oh, be somebody Jason. Else. Yep. Um, Anyways, yes. Keeping with the movie theme, sure. add ing to the end of any movie title. What is it about now? <laughs> oh, now this man. is I actually remember reading through this 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 internet question on Reddit and it was okay. hilarious because people just had good oh, answers. Trying, I don't remember any of them. I'm trying to think of movies like what have I watched? Uh Quiet Placing. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? Just about? a movie where somebody gently places objects on stuff. Yeah, gently setting things down. Uh, <laughs> oh, lobs the lobstering. <laughs> uh, ing the, um, the ringing. Yeah, no, it's just about a phone <laughs> ringing. It's just bells, nonstop bells and buzzers. <laughs> and <laughs> what about uh, Rise of the Clonesing? Clonesing. S- S- Star Warsing. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, there, oh, I, there's got to be some really good ones. I'm just I'm coming up blank with movie titles here as I'm thinking about it. Avataring. Uh, avataring. <laughs> You're just us. A- uh, aliensing. Aliensing. Spending your day in, in avatars creating like Sims-like characters from the video game that look like everyone in your life. <laughs> not creepy at all. No, not at all. Oh, what uh, else? See, what I are some watched? other ones? I'm trying to think what else I've watched recently. Impractical Invisible joking. Manning. It's about uh, Peyton Manning, and you can't see him anymore. <laughs> somebody else is taking his glory. Oh no! <laughs> Invisible Manning. Isn't there a third Manning brother though? <laughs> Probably. There's Maybe Peyton. He's the Invisible Manning. Yeah, Peyton and uh, what's his Eli that was in New York, and he's retired. Yep. But I think there was a third brother that didn't play football. He's the Invisible Manning. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> captain marveling it's just a captain of a ship staring at something that's amazing <laughs> look at that horizon <laughs> so much water <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we take a look at the top movies and yeah. and see oh these are the top movies in theaters now there's nothing in theaters now maybe yeah. the top movies of 2019 and maybe we can so <laughs> toy story fouring <laughs> toy story the souveniring I've never heard of that one. The souvenir? The souvenir. Yeah. Parasiting. Mm. <laughs> Somebody saw two of something. <laughs> the Irish Manning. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's the, that's another oh, uh, here we go. Manning brother. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I just watched not that long ago. Uh, Birds of Prey. So it'd be Birds of Preying. It'd be a, a, a bunch of... Suddenly uh, they're nuns. Yeah, a bunch of nuns. Uh, like, Well, I guess penguins it could be, right? They kind of have that same look. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Bunch of knives penguins. Outing. Yeah, knives outing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's kind of tougher than I thought it was going to be when I asked the question. <laughs> well, that's, there's so many options. That's the thing. There's a million movies. Bad. <laughs> there's a film I'm just seeing on a list called Bad Education. It's with... Uh, Alice and Janney and Hugh Jackman, whatever it's about, but it's called now Bad Educating. <laughs> just about a crap teacher. <laughs> yeah, just terrible. Boy, <laughs> the, uh, some of these are kind of weird. Yeah, they don't really translate well. Bean pole is some bean film. Pulling? Yeah, yeah, bean polling. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Take that for what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll move on to a different question. Listeners, about, give us something good. How Go about boratting? <laughs> boratting? No, like Borat. Oh. With Sasha <laughs> Baron Cohen, so he's boratting. Yep. yep. Napoleon dynamiting. Or he's just blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. I am mothering instead of I am mother. You know, <laughs> I am I like legending. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Legending. Just legending. All right, next question. You can make anything right. in the world a hundred times bigger. What would cause the most destruction? Oh, boy. Did, we ask, did I ask this one earlier? Did we ask something like what would be scariest? I remember us talking about something getting bigger as far as like Legos and stuff because we, we said a hundred oh, times yeah. bigger. Yeah, we might oh, have answered yeah. this one because well, I, think I think I this... said a chicken. Hmm. A giant okay. chicken clucking and pecking all over the place or a cat. Can you imagine that? That's me. <laughs> Cat just knocking buildings over. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Well, then let's move on to this next one. What is 10 times scarier at night than in day? Mm. That almost sounds like I told it like a joke, which it's not. Um, it's just something to make you think. To me, it's l- like small creaks and noises in your house. Yeah. I was going to say just in general, shadows. You know, because during the day you see yeah. shadows cast across a room; it's no big deal. At night, yep. those shadows suddenly look like oh, yeah. uh, some monster, you know, or a creepy person in a corner, or mm. you know, oh, whatever yeah. else. Oh man, I've had that where you walk into a dim room and like my kids had hung up a coat or something, and it looked like a person in the corner. Oh, you know, the worst for me was I think it was not this past Christmas, but the year before, so two Christmases ago, 
we got my daughter one of these it's like a mannequin head that they can use to practice like doing hair and you know stuff like that oh yeah yeah and my it, daughter had one of those yeah and it's got just a clamp and it clips to a table or whatever else well she used to she took one of my old music stands like a regular you know from school music stand and she laid it flat and then clipped it to it but she'd have it up higher cuz she liked to stand and do it mm-hmm. and man every time at night I'd walk by and I'd see this woman's head you know this woman standing there oh my god oh my who's in my who's in my daughter's room you know just freaking me out constantly i finally had to take it off of that thing yeah no kidding anything that's i had to i i slept in my daughter's room the other night just Mm -hmm. um she was sleeping with her sister and and i uh i was i think snoring too much so i went and slept (laughs) slept up there (laughs) and she had this this like paper ball hanging from her light like from her ceiling fan light. Uh-huh. And when you'd like just slightly open your eyes, it's it was like somebody's head was just floating there. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that had to come off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's scary to me, though? Like in the middle of the night, if you if you wake up and for some reason one of your lights is on. Oh, yeah. Just like just randomly. a random light. Yeah. Yep. That's That's what causes me to actually get up and clear the house. Yep. You know and it's mean? not like, like you can just peek. You got to go through in your underwear and the through the whole house. Like, yep. who's here? Who's here? You know. And I can only I'm I've got a flashlight in one hand and my nunchucks in the other. You know, <laughs> standard. <laughs> <laughs> my bow staff. Yep. Got a ninja star. Yeah, boy. What else? At night, you know, I think I think sounds like you said little creaks yep. and stuff, but also um, a knock at the door. Yeah, knocking at the door is one that or or even if it sounds like a knock you know where you mm-hmm. sometimes a window blow just right and you hear something that's like someone knocking at the door what was that mm-hmm. yeah that kind I of i would stuff. also say scarier scary movies yeah i mean generally because you, yeah. you start to look yeah it's scary stories remember that lights out dog on yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no nope, not sleeping tonight yep that's exactly terrible folks don't go watch the lights out video on youtube yeah it, do it or do it <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning when it's bright and sunny out. Yeah. You'll feel all right. <laughs> Gunshots. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get like super scared by too much, but there are some that usually it's when you're right at the edge of, you know, kind of drifted off to sleep and right at that edge, you know, where, <laughs> where you do the sudden ninja kick in your sleep. Yeah. You're kind of <laughs> half awake, but half quiet. And then you hear like a loud noise or, you know, you hear something. And once well, sometimes you have to wonder, did I hear that in my dream or was that real life? Right. And then you, you know, I'll wake up like looking around and like, obviously my wife didn't hear it or nothing else. So it's like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cray cray. Yeah. All right. Last question. What is the most bad a thing you've ever mm. done? Boy, I don't know. I don't know. I think that I, I don't know if I can answer that. I don't know if I've done anything. Hmm. That would classify. I, me neither. <laughs> I mean, there. I think there's a few things that are like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've never like robbed banks. You know, not nothing well, like criminal. No, that crime isn't bad. A eh? no, that's, but I mean, I've I've done like some cliff jumping off like seventy foot cliffs when I was younger. Really? Jump, oh yeah, jump down like we slid down like a fifty foot waterfall. Um, did that a bunch of times. Um, I mean, injury stuff that I guess kind of might be considered that where like broke. I remember when I was playing in college, uh, playing football, um, had my hand smashed between my face mask and the Mm. other players to the point where I watched the blood just explode out of my fingers as they just smashed between them. And I took about, I don't know, four or five plays off and was back in the game, you know, Whoa. Busted fingers. Okay. I, I've had fingers jammed up like my index finger on my right hand, you know, your main knuckle, uh, the big one. Uh-huh. Had that pushed back almost to my thumb during a game, just <laughs> pulled it back out, popped it in place, taped it up, and went back to playing. Missed a play, I think. That was about it. Stuff like that. Jeez. But I don't know how <laughs> bad A good. that is, you know. Uh, just stuff like that. It so, might be more <laughs> stupid than badass yeah i'm I'm with you on some of that stuff so years ago i mean early 20s for me Mm -hmm. 
uh, my, my fiance at the time and I were, were visiting an old friend of mine in Kentucky mm-hmm. who was going to be in our, in my, our wedding. Sure. And, uh, she had some neighbors that suddenly came over in the middle of the night and were just freaked out. Like all of her kids were just freaked out because mm-hmm. the, the apparently abusive or dangerous father was, was kind of losing it. Oh boy. And so my friend is like, Adam, you're, you're, you've done martial arts. You're coming with me. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So I go to this complete stranger's house in another state in the middle of the night and I'm standing there and, and all these kids are like looking at me like I'm going to save them. Oh boy. And I'm, so I'm trying to put on a brave face, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I yeah. tell you what, the headlights that turned into the driveway, my heart was going a million miles an hour. Oh, I bet. And uh, they, so they, <laughs> this whoever it was walked up into the door and here it wasn't the guy. It was like another neighbor. Oh. And they don't know where the guy went to. Like he must have stormed off or something and he didn't come huh. back. So I never had the encounter or anything. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't yeah. back down from the challenge, but oh my gosh, <laughs> I thought I might get murdered. <laughs> like, like honestly, right. that wasn't good. Yeah, I, you um, know, and I don't, I don't know. Like I've, I've stepped in and broken up some fights and stuff, but nothing. Yeah. I, I do have a kind of a cool story. One of my, one of my friends, um, really likes that. Um, when I was in college, me and I don't remember who I was driving with. Mm-hmm. We, we pulled around the corner on campus, and here's this, this car in the ditch. It was all slippery and snowy and stuff. Right. And, and I know I recognized them. It was my friends. Uh, you know, some guys that lived on my floor, and sure. and my friend was there. And apparently this is back when I smoked cigarettes at the time. So apparently mm-hmm. I stepped out and, I, and <laughs> I'm going to quote myself in one motion. I flicked my cigarette off as I approached the car and said, let's move this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Action. <laughs> Speaking of Jason yeah, Statham. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Oh, that's she remembers awesome. it. It's it's so funny because it's like uh, <laughs> apparently I was really confident about pushing a car out of the right. ditch. Oh, that's but awesome. The, the old cigarette flick. Oh boy, <laughs> it's it's all about how it's all about body posture. You know, right? Own it and be confident. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Honestly, my my wife's done more more bad a things than me. You know, yeah. When it comes to th- some of the stuff she's gone through with, you know birthing sure. of our children and all oh, that right, stuff. Oh, so. right, right. That, that's what I was going to say about the only second. thing, only thing, and, and not that it, it's difficult for the man side of it, but was was willingly deciding like, yes, we are going to have children and, you know, I mean, <laughs> that that to, to, to willingly bring life into the world, I think, was one of the scariest things I ever had to face and be like, okay, we're doing this. Not talking about the <laughs> oh, not talking about <laughs> We're the doing it, yeah, no, I don't, I don't mean the physical <laughs> act, but the facing the responsibility uh, side of it, you know, like this. Okay, we're we're gonna, yeah, make, you know, that's it's one of those phases as yeah. you grow up, you know what I mean? Right. Suddenly we're adulting because I'm adding ing to that because we're, we're movie titling. Yep, exactly. Adulting, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't oh, cool. done too much. So you want one more question? You got one? Let's I got one for you. So you have to pick one book that you've read or or know about, whatever it is, and you could live in it for one month. <laughs> what book are you moving into? Oh, man. Fiction or nonfiction? Whatever you want. I mean, obviously, if it's month? nonfiction, it kind of feels like you're just in the real world. So, okay, so you want a fantasy one? A- any, any, any book, but yeah, I would say go fiction because otherwise, it's kind of like okay, oh, moving into uh, this marketing well, book I read. <laughs> honestly, you can go spend a month with Jesus Christ. You know? Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean that would be pretty amazing. That yeah, that would be pretty amazing. That would be my choice. But okay, so yep. if we're talking fiction, um, let's see. Gosh, do I go Lord of the Rings? Oof. Depends. At, at what point, yeah, what point of Lord of the Rings? I mean, are you, you could spend a month in the Shire just hanging out and eating seven breakfasts, and that would be all right. Hmm. But if you or have to spend a Michael month. Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. The Hunger Games by Susan Collins. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Gosh. 
I am going to pick uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. There you go. That's because a good choice. How, what an amazing, amazing, fantastical, cool thing. Uh-huh. Step into the wardrobe. Yeah. One month. You step back out. Even though you spend a month there, it's been a second. Right. Don't lose any time. I'm not even late for work. Don't yeah. have to go to the bathroom. How about yourself? <laughs> you know, I, I'd have to go into the world of Shannara or Shannara with Terry Brooks. I don't know which book. I mean, he's got 20 plus books, but. <laughs> and I've got those ones you recommended. I have not started. Yeah. I, I mean, even though there's, you know, there's crazy monsters and all this stuff happening, I think one month in that world, this this fantasy world would be just pretty amazing because his whole world essentially takes place in a post of far, far post-apocalyptic world of ours mm. right now that, you know, you kind of find out as, as the story goes on through many, 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 many books that, oh, these are some, this is like San Francisco or, you know, whatever it is. But, but yeah, yeah I, I think something like that would be pretty cool just to see if you could kind of spot like, oh, hey, that's the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> you know, yep. whatever. I think that's where I'd go. I like that. That's cool. That's a good question. Yeah. I want to hear from our listeners on what theirs are, too. Yeah, we'd love to hear more questions from you guys, too. If you've got <laughs> any questions, please. Anything. No, no, but in, in all seriousness, I mean, we obviously, as we say, we're answering questions you didn't ask because we're, you know, kind of searching the internet, finding some good questions, putting everything together. But if you have random questions, you know, that are, you know, family, family safe, we're not going to answer anything lewd, but... Let us know. Shoot out your questions. We'd love to tackle whatever questions you got. Serious joke doesn't matter. Do it. Do it now. Do it. All right. I think it's might be. It's might. It's it might smite. be time for some recommendations. <laughs> and now, digital soup recommendations. All right. So today I am recommending Five Eleven Tactical Gear. Now I don't mean like. Hey, put on your your tack vest and go to work kind of tactical gear. Right. Although depending on your employment, 511 is a top brand among law enforcement um or first responders. They make really good high quality gear whether it's backpacks, pants, shoes, knives, flashlights. They've got everything. It's not the cheapest, but you don't want the cheapest when you're in some kind of situation where you you really need to rely on your gear. Right. Um so 511tactical.com is the site and I own several of their products like um specifically some bags. Okay. You know some um like back when I used to do sheriff reserves, mm-hmm. um I've got some 511 gear including like a, a kind of like a police bag which is now really fantastic for my computer and mobile recording setup. Sure. All their stuff is just top-notch quality stuff. I guess I don't know what else to say about it, but I recommend <laughs> 511 Tactical. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking at their site right now. There's some awesome-looking like backpacks and like sling packs and stuff like that too. If you're even like laptop type bags, you know stuff like that. Oh yeah, they've got all kinds of stuff, footwear. Mm-hmm. Per, they've got a pouch for almost everything. I mean, you talk about like the everyday carry stuff. Yeah. This is kind of the place to go. I mean, do you want to have a special med kit? They've got that. You want, you know. Right. You name it. You want a cool hat? Whatever. But yeah, big time. There's there's a lot of 511 gear in law enforcement, fire EMS. Yeah. Very cool. But also for the regular consumer. <laughs> Indeed, I sound like I'm sh- I'm shilling for them. I'm yeah. not getting paid anything. I just not like their sponsored. gear. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's gonna be five eleven when you hear this. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it was just about yeah. Um, right, what do you got? I went with with a show. I just they're in their third season, but I just for some reason just now discovered it. Um, you know how I love music trivia, right? Like kind of name that tune type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a show on Fox hosted by Jamie Fox and his daughter Corinne Fox. It's called Beat Shazam. And <laughs> you know the Shazam app where it, you know, tells you the song, right? Yep. Yep. And the the whole premise of this show is they get teams of people, they play a snippet of a song and they've got to guess the the song as fast as they can. These guys are fast. I mean, we're talking, they're clocking in at 1.33 seconds. I would not do good on that show. I love this show. So I just, I've only watched like one or two episodes, but oh man, it is so fun. But the only weird (laughs) thing is like when we've done the quiz shows in the past, obviously we don't have choices, you know, we don't see hints or nothing. It's just, here's a clip of the song, whatever. And you know, go with it. 
Um, yep. This one, they give you four choices that come up on the screen. So in, in some ways, it almost feels like cheating. I'd rather have it where it's like, here's just this lyric, you know, here's this little snippet of song, figure it out. But obviously for TV, they've got to, you know, put some choices in there and stuff. But it is very, very fun. I really enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah. Beat Shazam. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with a classic song for today's uh, addition to the Digital Soup playlist. Mm-hmm. It's Faithfully by Journey. You've all heard it. You yeah. all know it. And you all love to sing it when it's on. Can't this go is a wrong. great rock song with showing an incredible range of musicianship and vocal range. Mm-hmm. It's just good, solid. Faithfully. <laughs> Everyone knows it, too. Yep. I mean, it's... Especially if you go on your highway wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right. Classing up our got? list. I went yep. with a, a, a song a little more modern. It's a song called Horns by Bryce Fox. Um, I don't know oh. the first thing about this artist. Don't know. I, I heard this one song by them pop up on a playlist I listen to a lot. And there's just something about the, I, I don't know how to explain it, the, just the groove and the feel of it. It's kind of that grungy, not grungy like Nirvana grungy, but kind of modern alternative, I guess you'd say, with a, a hint of maybe a little bit of a folk storytelling type, but not not mm. huge on that. But it's very just just a fun groove. I love just the way it all flows together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does have a good groove, and it's got some heavier bass and stuff in there that's not... Yeah, I don't know. Not, it's not your typical song. No, and it's it's very, like, the only word I can think of is very gritty. Like yeah, everything. It's not nece- It's distorted, but it's not that it's just distorted. Like, it's like Batman rock. was shot in the deep south. <laughs> yeah, it's just very yeah, <laughs> very thick. <laughs> like Alan Thick, right? <laughs> three C's. <laughs> three C's. <laughs> oh very, Lord! All right. Speaking of thick with three C's, it's time to hear from us. Hey, super friends, as you know, we don't have any fancy sponsors, but we do have some important information for you, so listen up. First, if you want to keep up with everything we're doing here at Digital Soup, including how to find us on social media, all the ways to subscribe, and even how to support the show, head to digitalsouppodcast.com. We appreciate all of your support, including sharing Digital Soup with your friends, but if you want to do more than share, hit that button that says Patreon on the site and help support the show by becoming a Digital Soup Patreon backer. Of course, Dave and I stay busy with our own projects outside of the kitchen as well. Dave is having creativity-fueled discussions designed to motivate, inspire, and encourage you along your own adventures in creativity with the Adventures in Creativity podcast. You'll find him at AICpod.com. And if you're interested in some amazing sci-fi stories from years gone by, I've got you covered with Yesterday's Sci-Fi. These are amazing classic sci-fi stories in an audiobook format. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to YesterdaySciFi.com for all the details. Man, that's a lot, huh? Well, just remember this. DigitalSoupPodcast.com, YesterdaySciFi.com, and AICPod.com. Now then... Thank you again, all of you that are listening, for taking time to join us every week, and let's get back to the show. Fantastic! How do we do it? (laughs) Anyway, let's get into this. Um, The top 10 things you might not know about the dark web. So, of course, just to preface this... um, I've only glanced at this article that we're going to go through, so some of this might be surprising to me. But the dark web or the deep web um, typically is implying or referring to the parts of the internet that you can't just get to from Google. I mean, that's more of the deep web stuff. So there is so much that you see just going to a website. You go to Amazon, you go to eBay, you go to Google, you go to this site, you go to this site just a bunch of websites. There's a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that's not indexed by Google. In other words, you can't just search it, but it's somewhere out there. And then there's also the dark web, which you can only get to through certain means. And we're going to talk about that. But this is also the reason it's called the dark web is because it's not very prevalent. And that's also where a lot of nefarious activity can go on. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, the top 10 things you might not know 
So the, no the number 10 thing on here is that the dark web is accessible through a browser known as the Onion Router, also hmm. known as Tor. And so the, oh. the Tor browser might be the most popular, and you've probably heard of it. Yeah, um, yeah, but it might be the most popular browser used to explore the dark web. And by the way, this list comes from Listverse from uh, an author called Toby Jones, which that's going to be in the show notes as well. So just giving them credit for this. Um, sure. So this browser has kind of an encryption function built in similar to a VPN. But that's, you know, they, they do mention in the article that's far from the only form of security needed to browse the dark web. Some hackers have found ways to work around the encryptions in the browser, so it's safer to use that in addition to a VPN to safeguard your stuff. Oof. So you can't just open your Google Chrome or Firefox or <laughs> yeah. Explorer. <laughs> or nobody uses that or Edge, right? Right, no, guys? No, I hope not. Stop. Um, you can't just open that and go to the dark web. You have to use a different browser mm -hmm. to get onto that network. So do you want to take number nine or do you want to you want me to do it? Or what do you think? I, I can take it. I don't know much about it, but Go I'm looking it. at it right Let's here. So apparently being that the browser is named the onion router, um, all dark websites often use, are they use a special domain ending in dot onion. Now it, it's kind of, I'm thinking about this and going, okay, so we've got dot com, dot org, dot gov, dot onion, interesting when you think that there's more you know layers to peel back behind the real web so i wonder if that's why they went with this but um <laughs> I, i'm Onions not like sure how, yeah i'm not sure how they settled on dot onion but um i guess that's yep. that's how you can tell websites that are part of the dark web because they have the suffix dot onion yep so they call this a top level domain suffix or a pseudo top level domain mm -hmm. suffix dot onion and only certain browsers, such as Tor, can actually access it. Mm. The rest, it will just not route. So that's why they're more difficult to track down and report. Right. Number eight, a lot of people don't know this. It is not illegal to browse the dark web. You will sure. not get in trouble. You're not going to go on some list somewhere because you looked at it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the big misconceptions is that um, you know people are, oh, I don't want to go on there. Because they think they might be committing a crime, which right. is, is not true. There's no crime committed until someone actually specifically views some illegal content. Sure. And it, you know, and that kind of thought. The, the biggest. So, I mean, it might be against a lot to even click onto some sites. Mm -hmm. But if you go to various dark web marketplaces and look at content without buying anything, you're probably not committing a crime until you make the purchase. Mm. Well, and that's, that's the interesting thing because, I mean, looking at it doesn't necessarily constitute violating the law, I guess, necessarily. But right. I think for, for a lot of people, the fear of it being illegal and the, the more real fear would be what you're opening yourself up to in terms of hackers. and Yes. You know. So I, I do want to mention this because this isn't in this. This is just top 10 things you might not know about it. Yeah, it's not illegal, but... Mm -hmm. You don't want to go to the dark web from your daily use computer, mm -hmm. from your home network. Right. Th this, your IP address is going to be traced back. You're yep. going to be, you know, somebody can actually trace that. Yeah. The other thing is um, when it comes to like your, your computer security and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to infect, infect it with anything because you're opening yourself up to malware, et cetera. Right. But. I will also add, I know just from, from reading various things over the years, you know, the, you know, law enforcement of some sort, whether it's FBI, who knows what may still be monitoring when you download, you know, who's downloading the software you right. even look at this stuff, you know, and you might, your IP address might end up on some list. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. like mine already is. Oh boy. But anyway, um, and I will also say, yes, I have browsed the dark web. There's, there's crazy stuff out there like. You know, this is where you can buy drugs and fake IDs and stuff like that. Oh boy! And they have what's called the the dark web, like Silk Road, mm -hmm. which is just kind of a a name for you know, kind of like the old wherever any kind of trading could happen and stuff like sure. that. The old Silk Road, right, right. But anyway, um, back to it. Uh, do you want to take number seven? Yeah. So number seven, not all people use the dark web for crimes. And I'm looking at this, and it kind of makes sense where. Um, what they're saying is that a lot of times it's people going into the various forums and, and places on the dark web where they can um, kind of avoid censorship because maybe their country has some strict laws. They're not, you know, think China, something like that, um, where they can't 
say things openly. Uh, maybe it's mm-hmm. whistleblowing situations where they need to get information out there, but can't do it through traditional means because of fear of whatever, you know, repercussions for doing it. So <laughs> it's wild when you think about it, that this, this is kind of like that underground communications network when your country doesn't let you talk. Right. Yeah. You and I, I think, you know, coming from the U S obviously, I don't think we see that, that side of things as much here. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real, you can put just about anything you want out with, you know, very little uh, consequence within reason, you know, obviously yep. certain things off limits. But you look at a country like China or some of the Middle Eastern countries or, you know, North Korea, for example, things like that, where oh, the, yeah. the government has you completely locked down. You're taking your life in your hands if you openly <laughs> say something. Our government kind of has us locked down right now. <laughs> well, that uh, is true. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Next thing you know. Um, oh, hey, this is interesting. Number six, the Silk Road was one of the most popular sites on the dark web. Ooh. So it was seized and shut down by the FBI in October of 2013. Ah. It was among the largest place marketplaces on the dark web, founded in only 2011 to host independent online vendors selling various things, typically illegal substances and mm-hmm. services. They sold just about any illegal item or service you could think of with very few restrictions. After the site was taken down, it only took a a month for the new one to, sh- to pop up Silk Road 2.0, but that's also been shut down. Well, I mean, let's, let's uh, take a, a second to look at this here. If you have this massive site in, in, you know, the dark Which web, just like Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. The Silk Road. And then you, you go through all this, the FBI seizes it and shuts everything down. And then you're going to reopen it in less than a month. Why would you just call it Silk Road 2.0? <laughs> I mean, why yeah, wouldn't call you it just happy fun place? Yeah, call it something else. But I wonder how much of that is because you know a lot of times you get in the people that that are probably dealing in in business in in these areas. Mm-hmm. You you got to believe there's a level of almost arrogance to it. Like, well, you know, yeah. I I just wonder how, how does this not? And maybe it is already. Maybe somebody started it up again in a different country. The FBI right. didn't reach into right. But a lot of, you know, almost every country is going to not want this stuff. This is not, right. I mean, this isn't good that you could just mail order, no. you know, crystal meth ice shards. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at this picture and there is, yeah, nothing you know, good on that screen at all. Xanax. and we, we talked a couple of years ago in one of our Halloween episodes about the guy that hired Hitman to kill his wife. Right. Here, you know what I mean? I now, mean, this is, this is bad stuff. It is. But look at this. I'm, I'm looking at this, this image here, this, this kind of search engine of the Silk Road website. And you've got, obviously, they've got it open on the drugs tab, and there's all kinds of stuff there. There's apparel, mm-hmm. which I assume is probably going to be bulletproof something or other. Who knows? But there's also, like, art, books, yeah. collectibles, um, digital goods, electronics. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't have regular stuff on there. But right. i tell you what. If you're looking for books, don't go on the Silk Road. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's no need. There, why would you that's that's what i don't understand that that's well, kind of was my point are, food you will run into a lot of child pornography on these sites oh uh, that's true i suppose and yeah. some of that stuff you know home and garden yep fireworks yeah, yeah. fireworks illegal, i can see because they're they're illegal in a lot of places like here in the silk road for food right yeah muffins yeah i mean that's what i said i see this home and garden there. like well i need a new garden hose can't get it at Lowe's. I'm going to hit the dark web on the Silk I'm not Road. Doing Amazon, I don't trust them. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Lotteries right. and games. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Forgeries. There's 58 items on that Oof. screenshot. Yeah. All Crazy. right. What do we got next on this one? So, number five, it says most websites are scams. Now, this is on the dark web, obviously, they're talking about. I would argue in real life, this is also highly applicable off, off the dark web on, on the regular web. And this is saying there are thousands of websites on the dark web, many that claim to be selling certain things, yet when you buy something, which you, as they say, seriously shouldn't, you'll find it almost never makes it to your home. They just took, you know, took your money and your pride and, you know, ordered something illegal, which makes you a criminal as well. Um, That's probably something to be very, very cautious of, because if there's no securities, no watchdogs in place, what are you going to do? You know, call the police right. and say you were ordering something off of a dark web and yeah. they ripped you off. 
yep, I was trying to buy my garden hose. Yeah. But I mean, in reality, yeah. how many websites are there that are just like that on the regular web too? Like, oh, oh. there are definitely some, yeah. especially, I mean, now I feel like they're not quite as prevalent as they used to be when mm-hmm. people could just open, remember like the Yahoo shop? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and suddenly it's like, I can order something and somebody used a Yahoo shop and you never heard from them again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We lost, my wife and I lost money on some cell phone accessories. Sure. Because you find one back in like, you know, 2006 that oh, right. this looks great. We'll order this one. It's gone. Right, right. Mm. Speaking of buying stuff, number four, most sales on the dark web use Bitcoin, yeah. which is a cryptocurrency we've talked about on this show before, mm-hmm. back when we were very heavy into the tech stuff. Mm-hmm. That means it exists digitally without a central regulatory or issuing authority like the U.S. government, which relies on cryptography to prevent. Um, they use something called blockchain. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard to trace, making it easy to use for dark web purchases. Mm-hmm. And um, so people like to use it for purchasing stuff anonymously. And with sure. the, you know, that's where Bitcoin really comes into play. It's But there's other cryptocurrencies as well. But... Bitcoin's the moist, the moist. It's the moist common. <laughs> My Bitcoin's really moist. My Bitcoin brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that. I don't know where I got that out of, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, what's number three here? Number three, we kind of touched on it a little bit already when we talked about the Silk Road, but the FBI has performed sting operations on the dark web. So some of those uh, screens that look to be scams, like you're ordering stuff or whatever else, yep. eh, maybe it's just a sting operation by the FBI. Now, they're saying Ooh. at some time, some links simply won't load, or they'll show a screen with the FBI logo that tells you the site has been seized. But that isn't the full extent to which legal authorities have been involved in the dark web. One example is what they're calling Operation Bayonet, where Dutch police hijacked Hansa, a dark web market. So they went in and shut the whole thing down. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a big drug market, I think. Um, Probably Europe's most popular dark web market. So, yeah, that was back in 2016. They just did a complete takeover. (laughs) <laughs> you you got to think, too, like if you didn't know about this and you landed on that page, your first thought is like, oh, crap, get me out of here, get me out of here, play cool, they didn't see me, yep. <laughs> you know, but you know Which it's is too why late. even why it's recommended even if you are just surfing it right. to use a VPN, mm-hmm. and <laughs> anonymize everything, right? you know, if you're going to play on there. But honestly, folks, don't play on it. Just yeah. don't. I mean, it's, that's my, we're not even to the bottom of the list yet. Stay off the dark web unless you need to be on there. Right. You know, um, people might use hidden wiki sites to find links. That's the number two thing here. So there's a lot of hidden mm-hmm. wiki sites, some of which are even on the clear net, which apparently is what they're talking about for regular internet. Um, and they're useful in finding dot onion links to explore. Hmm. It says, luckily, most hidden wikis do not include links to sites that are illegal to click on. Some people even say the FBI sets up hidden wiki sites to give criminals easier access to sites used <laughs> in sting operations. <laughs> you know, we used to trap spammers in something called a honeypot, you know, something yep. like that, where you just, you put something on there and make it enticing for them to enter their information and then right. you, you suck them in. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Hidden wiki sites. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's tons of lists of, of these different onion sites and I don't know who's running mm-hmm. them, but... Someone's making money somewhere through all this stuff. Well, you would think. It exist. Yep. You would think, yeah. Well, give, give us the number one. Number one, the deep web is not necessarily the dark web. So the deep dark web, mm-hmm. two different things. Now, apparently what they're saying, two types of hidden websites, the dark web featuring all the illegal stuff, and the deep web, which is just an umbrella term for anything that uses a dot .onion link. For example... Uh-huh. Whistleblowers who use the .onion domain to call out their governments are not part of the dark web. Instead, they're just in the deep web. However, Silk Road, for example, would have been considered part of the dark web. Sounds like the intent kind of drives what type, uh, which part of the the internet you're you're accessing there. Yep. Now, yeah, we we blasted through. Now that's that's a lot of information about the dark web. Sounds yep. like still a lot of um, kind of negative facts. Like it seems like just a a very dark place to go, you know, dangerous, right? Yep. 
Now, I, I'm if you're cool with it, let's blast through real fast. I seen this link earlier up in this list. Same website. It's linked right up in the same link. Um, it is it is ten legitimate reasons people browse the deep web. So maybe some reasons why people use it that actually are good, legit reasons where it's not necessarily you know. Well, let's scary, find out. This list place. comes from Benjamin Thomas on the same site. So let's yeah, check I figured it. this kind of ties in, and I, I know we don't talk dark <laughs> web that often. Let's give you a no. twofer. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the number one. ten one. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underground book clubs, right? Now, education is liberation, wrote Adam Smith. You have to think this is coming from mostly countries where there is strong censorship, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I don't imagine like, you know, 15 different people here in the U.S. being like, man, we really, really need to read Elizabeth Gilbert's yep. Live, Love, Pray. Honestly, <laughs> though, I mean, this... Uh this section is actually very true. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they talk about, yeah, there's all kinds of books and stuff like that, but there's mm -hmm. also topics that right. generally aren't allowed. You know, you're not going to find it. You're, you're B Dalton. So right. You go to B Dalton anymore. I don't think they, <laughs> I, I think Barnes and Noble is about the only one left standing right now. Okay. But I mean, they've got books on, you know, reading material on conspiracy theories. Yeah. Stuff that's been forbidden by schools and institutions. Yep. I don't know if you've ever heard of, I mean, way back in the day, there was a company called Paladin Press. I don't know if they're still around. Name's familiar. They, they had all these books on like how to make, you know, explosive stuff from your household items and oh. cr crazy stuff that you shouldn't have. I called that um, my uh, 11th grade chemistry class. <laughs> yeah. We had a oh, they crazy had the teacher. cookbook and all yep. these other, the James Bond books and yep. whatever they were. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. I can definitely see where that's sure. a better place to makes get it. So that kind of makes sense. I told you about our, our chemistry teacher in high school, didn't I? He uh, was, was a his name Walter. No, no. Uh, I won't give it. I don't remember his first name. I don't want to say his last name, but um, okay. he was a, a retired naval chemist. And we did fun things in class, like learn how to mix chemicals to dissolve a body, uh, which we did. Walter White. We did with, um, you know, those giant frogs, you know, that they uh, dissect in biology class, mix mm -hmm. this up. And that, that's how he presented it to us in the class. Like you do this, put these things in your bathtub, stir it up every few hours. There'll be nothing left but a few feelings. What? No joke. And we, we put them giant frog legs in there in a jar. Within two days, there was nothing left. Just, Whoa. I mean, he taught us stuff like that. He taught us how to make a bomb. That guy's walking dark web. Yeah. He, like, Why would we, he teach you that? The same kind of bomb that was <laughs> oh, used no. for the Oklahoma City, the fertilizer bombs. Oh, we no. We talked about in class about literally... Weeks before, maybe a month before those bombings <laughs> happened, you might get a, you might be getting a phone call, of people asking you about your chemical chemistry. Yeah, it here. was it was crazy at the time. We were you know in high school, we we're like, yeah, this guy's cool. Uh, he's cool. teaching us stuff, you know. But <laughs> you look awesome. at it later, and you're like, oh my god, he he was crazy. <laughs> what the heck was he? You don't teach that to kids. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, that, what you just talked about with the tub—that's straight out of freaking Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah, and this That's was nice. back in what 1994, wow. 95. Yikes. Okay, so, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Life anyways. Skills, huh? Yeah. Um, so, number 9, digital advertising. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I guess uh hmm. online advertisers the deep web is filled with kind of a gold mine they're saying of forward really tech savvy forward thinking people. So cutting edge advertising techniques are often found there first before they're launched and refined to the main internet. Wow. Okay. Now, th this well, next one, sense. come on. Anonymous cat facts. Oh, geez. Cat memes will proliferate across any and every corner of the internet. <laughs> the dark web's no exception. Anonymous cat facts is a site that provides exactly what it says. A seemingly unendless supply of feline related trivia. Oh, that's the go number to, eight reason. That's the eighth top reason anybody should go to the dark web, according to this. Right. List. Well, number seven, same vein, kind of digital marketing, marketing, I guess, mm -hmm. but announcing new music. Uh, they there have been some okay. uh, instances where the artists are choosing to advertise new material via press release or whatever, but. In the summer of 2014, radical British producer released Ciro, his first new album under the alias Aphex, Aphex Twin, 
um, announced it all over on the dark web first. Hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't yeah. go there for my first thing. No, no. Number six, social media. Now that's interesting. So in October of 2014, Facebook took a step into the deep web. Users wanting to access a social media site securely and anonymously can do so through the encrypted browser via uh, Facebook browser tour via Facebook core wwi.onion. Huh. So apparently there's a link into Facebook that is completely encrypted. Which nifty. if you believe for a second, old Zucks there isn't connected, collecting your stuff even still. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> let's yeah. be real. All right. What do we got for number five? Number five makes a lot of sense. Eva- uh, evading cyber stalkers, you know, with people now, if you're getting harassed and stuff online and me, you know, I see it all, all the time. I've had a few people I know had to cancel social media accounts or change names completely to something completely random or whatever else, because they've got someone that's just stalking them online, maybe an X or something like that. People are using the incognito kind of anonymous aspects of the dark web to be able to do just their everyday stuff they need to do while trying to remain anonymous, I guess. Interesting. Mm -hmm. This says cyber stalkers are able to listen in on private phone calls, hack bank accounts and trace physical locations from their laptop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they're doing more than just cyber stalking. Yeah. Cyber stalking to me is like, Oh, I'm constantly looking at all of your online activity. Not like Mm -hmm. listening on your phone call illegally and hacking your bank account. That's more than a cyber stalker. Right. I would think. You would think. Number four, editing Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Creating content for Wikipedia is far more dangerous than some people might imagine. Um, Basel Kartabil, an editor of the online encyclopedia, is said to have been executed by the Syrian government back in 2015. Jeez, really? Yeah. There are accounts on Twitter that publicly announce whenever an official from the U.S. government makes an edit. Wow. So trying to this goes back to trying people trying to stay anonymous for what they're doing. Right. Gosh, can you imagine that? Like, oh, I edited a Wikipedia article and now right. someone's trying to kill me. That sucks. Yeah, and they're they're so. talking about, you know, articles such as those on terrorism or drug trafficking, and the editors are actually fearful to contribute in case their identities mm. are exposed. You know? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Oh boy. Number three, political dissidents. Yep. Um, you know, they they talked about it, uh, and we've talked about it here already. People trying to just get away from their government, seeing what they're saying, and you know, think of someone like Julian Assange, and so people like that turning to the deep web to try mm. and avoid that censorship or state repression, probably more common in other, other countries with stricter rules, but yeah. Well, an example of this is back in Egypt in that revolution they had in 2011, mm-hmm. um, the rebel people, rebel forces took to communicating over Tor after president Mubarak attempted to instigate a social media blackout. Yeah. So the, uh, the anonymous network played a vital role in, in the uprising, according to this, hmm. allowing protesters to organize action. Mm-hmm. Wild stuff. It's crazy. Exposing abusers is number two. So this supposedly secret dark dark web is nowhere near as secret as many of its users might like to believe. Okay, so we just listed all these reasons people want to stay secret. Now that's telling us this. Yeah, right. Hackers and technology experts are piece by piece cracking down on despicable characters that lurk in the depths of the dark web. Hmm. Websites that share abusive content are being hunted down and blocked. Um. Hackers typically try to locate the IP address of a server if there's an abusive site. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is to find enough weak spots and and try to trace the IP address because apparently that's harder to do here. Yeah. Interesting. Oof. All right. Well, what's the number one? Well, number one, we mentioned it when we, when we talked earlier, journalists and whistleblowers. So people that are trying to, you know, keep their sources out of trouble, trying to blow the whistle on big stories, maybe governments, whatever it might be. Um, seems like they're they're turning to the dark web or the deep web, whichever you want to look at, to try and pass information along to whoever they need to to get their stories out with you know without putting their name on it, thus putting a target on their face. So ah. Yeah, they use the Put targets um, on people's faces. Folks. Yeah, they use in 2018 the uh, the example of Washington Post writer uh, Jamal Khashoggi or Khashoggi. Um, I remember the story. I guess he was a fierce opponent of the Saudi government, tortured to death for his outspoken views over there. 
Um, he was embedded over in Saudi Arabia, I guess. And that, that I don't know whatever happened with that. We're not going to get political on that, but stuff like that, where people have dirt and, and they want to get it out there and expose corruption or whatever else it might be, I suppose yep. they got to, they got to share it somewhere. So my final thoughts on this whole thing, if you're going to pursue it, like I said, stay safe out there and don't, don't tread anywhere that you wouldn't want to be known that you went. Well, exactly. <laughs> for yeah, for me, it's very much a. I think I will just stay clear. Yep. <laughs> yep. I have That's enough on my hands. Practice trying to figure out, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I I don't need to add. I, I can't even add Reddit into my regular repertoire because I can't figure out Reddit enough. So <laughs> I, I think I should. Reddit. Yeah, I should stay clear of of the dark web. Is what I'm getting from mm. this one. I think that's good advice. And uh, yeah, another piece of good advice I've got is that listeners should come back next week for yet another awesome episode of Digital Soup. Yes, what are we doing next week? Well, I think we're going to talk about a little movie. Mm, Am I right? We are right. It's called Falling Down. That's right. Um, So watch Falling Down if you get a chance and you can... can complain about how wrong we are about it or how or agree with us join the conversation with us absolutely <laughs> now we'll do a little bit of a super review exactly we've got that coming up and then um in the coming weeks i think adam i was bouncing an idea if you just you know pre-show we may take a little trip back in time for a few weeks on a few different things so we'll see we'll, we'll hash it up but we may uh, hop in the old Get time machine Yep, get that DeLorean fired up, get some clear highway space so we can get up to 88 miles an hour, and we may go back in time a little bit. I like it. Let's do that. Sounds good. Stick with us, listeners. It's going to be a fun ride. All right, take care, guys. All right, see ya. Thank you for joining us, and come back next week for another cracking episode of The Digital Soup Podcast. This has been a Digital Soup production.